Let's hear from the coach. This is Behind the Beard with Bobby Smirniotis, Forge FC head coach and sporting director. Now, the woman who takes us there, here's Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Okay. Week 20. Week 20. Yes. Milestone. Woo! Do we remember what we've done the past 20 weeks? I I have memory loss, I feel like, from a lot of it. Beards? Beards. Math? Math. Signatures? Sign- Wow, this is awesome. Okay, because at the end of the episode, I was going to like try and think about some, some of the highlights. It's all up there. And I said to Corey, I was like, God, I hope he remembers what's happened in the past couple of weeks. I remember everything. I got you something. Oh, a gift. A gift for week 20. I don't know it's Christmas. <laughs> You've mastered my signature. Yes. I wrote you 100 signature cards to give away. <laughs> fresh from the grocery store but what's gonna happen after i make you one coffee oh i have to you have to use this on me for my coffees yeah that's what i mean after one coffee yeah. we're gonna need more milk <laughs> yeah okay okay <laughs> i just figured you know since i already used an entire carton of milk i should probably buy Corey, you any capsules left uh, in that box next to you <sighs> i see one there we go Let's how go. many do we have in there your lucky day. Your lucky day. <laughs> one capsule one for one two-liter carton of milk. Um, Mackenzie's lattes. Listen, I went to the grocery store. Why one percent? I actually was. I didn't know what to get. Yeah. I was actually stressed I'm about it. I'm not saying it's rotten. But just curious. What do you normally drink? Um, with hot coffees, two percent. With cold cof- uh, coffees, uh, skim. Shoot! God. Surprisingly, right skim milk makes better foam, cold foam. Really? Yeah. That is surprising, actually. Yes. Huh. Yeah, no, I I thought... I think the Greeks invented that. Actually? Cold foam. Really? Yeah. Oh. You ever had a Fredo Espresso? Fredo Espresso? No. No? no. But I'll go to Gre- Greece and try one. There we go. We have to make sure this episode this. finishes soon. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some warm milk. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I feel like you need to put it in the fridge. It's fine. You can have it later. Um... Happy 20th episode. Thank you for <laughs> my 1% partly skim milk. Okay, we'll, we'll get to the highlights later on because I'm not done with that conversation. Was that for the end of the show or the beginning? I just, well, I just thought I'd oh, open okay, it up okay. with, the, with the milk. Sounds good. Okay, we'll talk about this past weekend. Um, I also wanted to get your opinion on a few things that I talked about the commissioner with because we did a and a before the matchup against Pacific. And then, like I said, we got we to gotta talk BTB highlights at All the right. end. So, behind the beard. <laughs> You saw me you do got that, that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a boys band. Yeah. I think it's actually the short form is better than the behind the beard. Okay. BTB. Let's yeah, let's look back to Saturday because of course, especially with the first half panning out the way that it did, you needed to make adjustments on the fly. It was not a lot of uh, continuity. Con- continuity is the word I'm looking for there. So from a coaching standpoint, can you just touch on those adjustments that you had to make and how you were able to contribute to helping the team kind of find the rhythm again, get back into the flow of things. Yeah, I think first and foremost, you see the uh, the play with uh, with Malcolm and uh, that look from uh, from the opponents. And the first thing you think about is not what am I doing with my team, just making sure that the, that the players are safe and, uh, and healthy. Um, and then you realize you're going to have some time to, to figure it out there. So that's the first thing is ma- just making sure that yeah. everyone is calm, the player is good. Um, that then your team is, is calm about it. And, uh, yeah, then we had a few options uh, to to make in there and, and try and keep the same 
let's say look to the team and not change things up too much and that was the idea you know there was at that point you think of different things of changing a little bit you know your your formations mm -hmm. your zonal uh, mm -hmm. occupancy of players but uh, we decided to keep it uh, similar and and get abu into you know a position that uh, he hasn't played since early last year yeah um, yeah to get in there and uh you know we go along and uh there you go in the second half we have another uh situation with uh, with Tristan Henry and uh, Kalongo is uh, is an excellent goalkeeper player that trains and it's always tough you know he's a player that's played one game this year um, but he's excellent in training and he's mm -hmm. ready to go in and, and do a job and he did a fantastic job getting into that game on Saturday yeah um, that was actually something else I was going to ask you about today too in terms of the changing formations players out of position last week we talked about how it's not impossible to change formations during the game from the sideline it's just purely situational so we kind of saw you make those adjustments there but what can you take away after seeing the players make those adjustments like Abu who obviously hadn't been in that position in a long time too yeah I think it's it's always encouraging you know as a coach when you move things around and you know we're a little bit of thin in the back uh, in the last game obviously with Malcolm going out uh, not having Garvin not having Dom right, right, as right. well um, so it's encouraging as you look forward and knowing that uh, you've got the options uh, to do different things uh, with the players and they have that comfortability. And that comfortability comes from the quality of play, but it mm -hmm. also comes from the result. Mm -hmm. When you have a positive result, the players feel a lot better of yeah. what they've done on the field and a lot more comfortable sometimes when they're when they're out of their comfort zone. True. So I think that, that helps us going into this, uh, this final stretch and it gives us another... Uh, tool uh, for us as uh, we get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, that's something that Rama spoke about. It's just like a little extra confidence boost, being able to adapt on the fly there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's coming off his first goal too, so he's feeling good. Um, <laughs> he was actually telling me about how he was playing FIFA with his friends during the, during the day and they were saying, oh, Rama, you're going to score today. And then he talked about it all day. And then there you go. There you go. We need him to play FIFA every yeah, uh, every day FIFA before a game and talk about scoring goals. With those two friends. Yes. Alex said, uh, Alex was in on that conversation too. He said it came from the Greek gods. So. There you go. Yeah. Um, but something else you mentioned in the, in the press conference afterwards was how you could see the tension rising throughout the game, you know, both sides realizing what exactly was on the line there. Can you can you give us a little glimpse into halftime and what the conversation was and reassuring the team that, you know, what what it meant? Yeah, I think uh, what we talked about, because we kind of had two halftimes, you know, yeah. one when we came in yeah. for the injury and then uh, the actual halftime was just to reassure the players that we're doing a lot of good things on the pitch. You know, a lot of stuff we talked about, uh, our movement was, uh, was very good on the ball and off the ball. Uh, our defensive pressure was good, something that hasn't been its, its best. Uh, in the last uh, in the last while and that was something that was also uh, very good coming out of that game and just reassuring the guys that that's what we need to keep mm -hmm. up with mm -hmm. and knowing that uh, you know what we talked about before the game this is a game that we just cannot lose um, so we have to have that mentality going into it and we have an opponent on the other side that has the same mentality mm -hmm. and uh, you know literally this was kind of that playoff atmosphere type of game a few weeks uh, before the playoffs and I think you know we've got a great group when it comes to to those games they really understand the importance they really understand where risk is taken on the field and yep. where it's not and because that becomes you know very important because it's all about particulars you know you look at the first five minutes of the game and there's two goals 
uh, and we didn't want to be scored on in the third no. minute, uh, and they didn't want to be scored on in the, in minute number five. Um, but that's football because it comes down to these little things, and I think you know concentration was lacking in those first five minutes, maybe for for both teams, and that uh, ramped up uh, right after that. Yeah, that's what Alex said too, and you know getting that motivation from you guys as a coaching staff, but also the importance of it from coming within. He talked about how you have to know what's on the line, like within yourself, yes. kind of thing. So. That was interesting to hear from him. But I also want to talk about Kwesi because he came away as the man of the match, but also CPL player of the week. You talked about how well he was reading the defenders, um, you know, getting into the back and also crossing it into the back post there. So can you elaborate a little bit more on how he contributes to the team in, in, in a build up and creating those opportunities? Because like you said, he was off uh, for a, a couple of weeks there with a few knocks and his absence was definitely recognized. Yeah, I mean, you, you just look at it, uh, his game uh, before the suspension and his game after his suspension. Mm -hmm. There were two very good games where he was very important to the team and he was uh, he was creating for us. And that was the game against Vancouver, um, out in Vancouver, where we've won 3-0 three, uh, three and, uh, and this game here. Uh, and then we've missed him for two games in between and, and two crucial games. You know, he gives us a different dimension in the way he plays. You know, his technical ability and how good he is on the ball is, is one thing. And then his athleticism is, is another. You know, he's able to break down uh, opponents uh, very quickly and then he can do the job defensively as well in a role where he was playing. You know, on, on Saturday where he had to do a little bit of both, but we really wanted him to provide us that width, uh, that 1v1 situations, and then he's got an excellent pass into the box, and we saw that yeah. on two goals. Yeah, Is he the fastest on the team? Do we know that? Have we ever raced any of these guys? Because I think Woobs told me he was the fastest at one point. Yes, who will give him a race is uh, Tristan Henry. Really? That is, that is correct. Tristan Henry? Yeah. Tristan Henry. Really? Tristan Henry may have clocked the uh, fastest speed in s speed uh, trials, as we call them <laughs> this year, <laughs> in preseason and early in the season. Okay, Corey, you agree there? You've seen it? Why do you say that? I heard from Liam that uh, he, he was one of the fastest. Here's the thing. At training a couple weeks ago, I saw G and I think it was Manny race, and G just, like, gave up after, like, 20 meters. I think you need to call a challenge. Okay, so who we got in the top three? Gee. Tristan Henry, Kwesi Poku, Manjikar James. Okay, so Manny's up there. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, I guess. So I don't know why I said that. But you know what I mean? Like, it, obviously, him him losing to Manny doesn't mean he's slow. Yeah, it just no. means he's very fast, and he's also yeah. racing against one of the faster players. Tristan Henry. Okay, very my quick. bad, G. Holy, I didn't mean to underestimate you Got quick you there. Uh, to get back into his goal for that excellent save oh, on Saturday. Oh, true, true. <laughs> you're you're like, did you watch the game? Need some quick footwork. <laughs> wow, that's uh, humbling there. Okay, nice question, Mac. Okay, um, what was I going to talk about? Commissioner. Now? Commissioner, look at you. Wow, okay, let's talk about that because uh, what were you going to – were you going to say something there? Nope. Your facial expression kind of – No, I'm just keeping said. you in the, in the segment here. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, uh, I had this Q&A. It was great. A couple of Forge fans came out before the game started. And a big topic of, com of conversation was um, the expansion of the league, some U21 minutes, that rule, and just the success of it overall over these past couple of years. And um, they asked him where he sees the league in five to ten years. So I wanted to bring that question to you and get your opinion. With more teams, uh, I think mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's for sure. I think, you know, if you look five years out, uh, you know, maybe we're a 12-team 12 uh, 12 team league. 
um, you know, maybe 10 years out, we're, we're 16. But I think, you know, anywhere between uh, 12 and 14, this is a very healthy league uh, when we look uh, long term. And just, you know, an increased rise in uh, in sporting dollars coming into the sport of soccer. Yeah. And I think that's important. We can talk about the players because the players will always be there and everything. I right. think there'll just be a general bigger investment in, in this sport. And once that comes along, I think, you know, what we've had is uh, the biggest participation sport in the, in the country. Um, you know, teams playing at the, or national teams playing at the World Cup, both the men's and the women's, uh, currently 11 professional clubs, you know, at some point that's going to become close to 20 professional clubs. I think the ecosystem of soccer will be massive uh, to a point where, you know, maybe we are the number one professional sport uh, in this country. And I know that sounds crazy, uh, being a hockey country and, uh, yeah. and, and growing up yeah. uh, that way. But uh, yeah. If you ask me 10 years from now, we may be getting close. Well, you see the fan engagement, too. And I think what's interesting to see, and just inviting like my friends, for example, to come out to games, it just takes one game for yes. them to come to, and then they want to come back. They keep asking for tickets and stuff like that. So from that perspective, what do you think... What do you think needs to happen to kind of increase that level of interest in Canadian soccer and show the people the quality that we have at the local yeah. level? Yeah, you make a, make a great point there because I think anyone who's come to Tim Horan's field has had a great time. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a one consistent message I've had since year one where I run into people, hey, coach, we're at the game on the weekend. What an excellent game. What an entertaining game. We had a great time. Um, you know, maybe they're not telling me that they're not having a great time, but, you know, it's, it's been the constant thing that, that we've heard, that everyone loves the experience, mm -hmm. loves, uh, loves the atmosphere. And I think that just becomes contagious over time. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think, you know, as, you know, the league has a little bit more media presence and all of these things that come along as we're getting closer to 2026. I know it sounds like it's far away, but it's not. It's creeping up. Yes. Yeah. It's almost 24. Yeah, which... Right? That's so, so yeah. we're getting close, and and that's going to bring a lot of eyes to this country. It's going to bring a lot of exposure to the game and mm -hmm. what's going on here at the professional levels, at the local levels, and I think as you do more of that, I think the the stature of the game just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. And you know, today we have six to seven thousand at Tim Hortons Field. Mm -hmm. You know, I think within five years, you know, we're over ten thousand. Yeah. And once you do that, then everyone wants to be here. Yeah, it is contagious, like you said. It's kind of inevitable, too, especially with 2026 approaching. Um, something else I talked about with Whoops today, though, was um, the Halifax Stadium because they're looking potentially to build another stadium, yeah. a permanent one. And, you know, they've also got around 6,000 fans coming out. But because their stadium is a little bit smaller, it feels like it's overflowing almost. So, anyways, that's just – that's an exciting thing that could potentially happen. I, I honestly think it's Yeah, I think cool. it's been great. Like, if you look across the league this year, uh, attendance is up. Yeah. In, uh, in most of the markets. Uh, and, it's, and it's been fantastic. It's something uh, – um, you need because every incremental increase leads to a bigger increase the following year, right? And that's what we want to see here. You know, I think our group here has done a done a great job at getting the crowds out here yeah. at Tim Hortons Field for our home games, and we hope that you know next year's starting point is you know plus ten percent, plus fifteen percent yeah. of where we leave off this year. And if we can do that over the next few years, then we're easily at uh, ten to twelve thousand. Mm -hmm. And uh, remember, you know, in the sport of soccer, sometimes w we look at the biggest stage, the Premier League, uh, La Liga, and all these places uh, where their averages maybe in the thirty to forty thousands. 
you know, taking away some of the bigger stadiums. You know, if we're at a situation where, you know, teams are drawing six to 12,000 a game, I think we're in a fantastic spot. Yeah, yeah. I got to write that earlier one down. The incremental increases lead to one big increase. The fall. Oh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was poetic, really. You're going to take some notes. Okay, huh? sorry. I'm going to watch that one back and write it down. But yeah, it's an, it's an exciting time. It'll be cool. It is. Um, okay, top three behind the beard moments to close Ooh. it out. Let's go. I, I have mine locked in. I've been ready for this. I was ready yesterday when we were in your office ready to film. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? I don't know. You were, it was our fault. We didn't tell you. Me and Corey were just like. I was just trying to figure out why my door was open. Yeah, it was When us. I got here. Oh, was it actually open? Yeah. Oh. Jelani told me bad. you guys were parked in here for a while. Jelani didn't even come see us. <laughs> and he knew that we were here. That's crazy. All right. Anyways. Top three moments. We'll compare. First? Sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, my perspective might be a little bit different than your <laughs> perspective, though, you know? Okay. Um, third place goes to Jelani. I know I was roasting him, but I got to give him credit for the validity of the beard bit because that truly made me laugh. And it got, it got the wheels turning in my head because I'm still questioning it a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like, Do you want to feel it's not, it? it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's a bad rumor. <laughs> Such a bad rumor that was running around the the stadium. Horrible, horrible, really. Right? I don't know who would believe From that. my right hand man. Yeah, you'd yeah. think. Anyways, um that's my third place. I thought that was funny. Second place uh goes to the signature bit for me. Um that was a classic. I really do feel like my signature improved. I just yes. signed something the other day, and well, I was like, "Well, no, Dang. it didn't improve. What? You created one. Oh yeah. Before you were doing a spelling test. That's crazy. <laughs> that's just rude. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. It's not necessarily an improvement, more so just. You were just writing letters. That is not true. I was actually doing cursive. Letters. Letters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because now it's like a scribble. There you go. It's, it's a signature. See? Yes. When you think about it, <laughs> it makes sense. So sometimes my players say, you know, at first they're like, what's he talking what about? What is he saying? And he's like, ah. Wait. Think about it. Think about it. It makes sense. Coach has got it. Okay. First place, um, Bobby's age. Calculation on the spot. Now, listen. You, I know what you're you thinking. You beat my top one. Really? Of course. Okay. Okay. It's funny because you're probably like, Mac, you literally got embarrassed in that moment. That was humbling. And it was. It really was. I don't think I've laughed that hard in an interview ever. It takes number one. Nothing Nothing beats that. Because, listen. It's the day we figured out I'm 31 years old. <laughs> Listen, there is a bit, there is one part of the interview where you say, like, the age you were born, or the year you were born, and then you look at Corey and, like, <laughs> do, like, the eyebrow raise. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you really yes. have to. Like, you're missing out if you're not watching. You should see what my kids go through at home. Well, These? It's, oh, it's not what they watch, but it's, you know, that little interaction I yes. have with them. Oh, where yeah, the yeah, answer is yeah. always in there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm usually talking and a lot. And this is the thing, I never catch it until I watch it back. And I just feel like such an idiot. So for me, that was number one. Okay. Number one. Why? Just because you put me on the spot and I you think could it was see just the great. stress? <laughs> it was just great. The stress in my eyes. Um, <laughs> two, the beard. Oh, oh, when I put on when the beard. When you put on the beard. Yeah, yeah, that's when a good one. On I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. And I think three overall, what I've enjoyed the most is making sure I, I'm keeping you on script. <laughs> Sometimes you forget. Sometimes today, I'm the today. sometimes I'm the host. 
I think I've enjoyed that. <laughs> Today was a perfect example. The Maybe episode 21. Q&A, the commissioner. I sit there. You sit here. I'm going to hold you to it this time. Nah, maybe not 21. We're Stop close. doing this. We're getting Such close to the playoffs. You do this every time. One no? day. But I've the really last, enjoyed that. The last episode, I might shed a tear. I'm not kidding. I don't know what to do. I buy you five cartons of milk. What, what do you mean last episode? The There's last, no last episode. There is no. What do you mean? You haven't seen your contract? You're just doing this forever. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to keep the count going. Never, Whether I'm here, you're here, we're not Jelani's here. Jelani's here. We'll find the camera. True, every Wednesday. <laughs> what happens if the beard goes? Oh God, I don't know. I've already said. I've already said I don't like this conversation. Maybe it's not here next week. Then what do we do? Wow, I'm quitting. <laughs> you thought my contract was forever? Ends week 21. We'll see you then, guys. Thanks for watching, and uh, stay tuned for the latte that we're about to make. Two Cheers. liters of milk and a shot of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Behind the Beard with Mackenzie Barwell and Bobby Smirniotis. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share.